We're in a battle for America's soul. Liberty is at risk. It's time to speak up. Welcome to Brooke Talks America with author, publisher, conservative advisor, and patriot, Brooke says. For years, Brooke's been behind the scenes, helping conservative leaders articulate a vision for a better America. Now, she's front and center, and the mic is hot. Here is your host, Brooke says. Hello, hello. Welcome to Brooke Talks America, where we discuss politics and culture from an unapologetically conservative perspective. No rhinos here, I assure you. No mittens, Romney. No crying Kissingers, bombs away Cheneys, or Ben the Squirrel Sasses here, I assure you. I'm your host, Brooke Says, conservative patriot, proud deplorable, and columnist, which you can find my articles on my website, brooktalksamerica.com, or BTA Radio, if you prefer. Uh, connect with us on the interwebs until we all get kicked off and have to communicate with cans and strings. I am on Facebook and Twitter. You can send me an email if you like. Check out the website, as I said, also for my article and podcast. And if you'd like to partner with the show and be a sponsor, obviously conservative voices of all stripes are being targeted, so we could all use help. Um, and also just remember to uh, sponsor to support the advertisers of the shows that you like. Okay, that's one way to support the shows and the voices. So I definitely appreciate it if you'd like to donate. There is a button on the site. I'm here with my co-host, Colonel Jim Warshuk, who's the former Deputy Director for Intelligence at U.S. Central Command. He served on the White House National Security Council and currently serves as as the Hillsborough County, Florida GOP Chairman. We will get into the GOP writ large later. I have a lot to say about that. You know the deal, folks, from hot topics to history. You can be sure if it's happening in America, I will be talking about it. You can listen to archived podcasts of the show on my website. And also, I'm on Captain's America Third Watch every Tuesday morning at 5.30 a.m. Colonel Jim is also on Wednesdays at 5 a.m., both on this station, Salem Media Group, on AM860, The Answer. The podcast for the show is available on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, and Podomatic. I have some articles in the work in the works and so be sure to check out the website and if you'd like to get auto alerts for the show sign up to join now before I get started I want to let you know because of the way we had to put together the show today technically the sound may be a bit off on the interview with my guest so I hope you'll be patient it just means you have to focus extra hard on the content right okay so we're going to take a quick break and then we'll come back with our guest more Brooke Talks America coming up Talks America with Brooke Says. Check out the blog at brooktalksamerica.com. Here's Brooke Says. Just a little reminder about the sound quality. Uh, it's probably going to be off because of the way we had to record the show. So let's get to the jelly. I have my guest today is John 
John Doe, okay, he's undercover, incognito, um, for security purposes for his career. He's a communications and IT expert, Harvard student, but he left that school because they're complete moronic leftists and they're not teaching anything other than crazy stuff. So he's a master electrician of multiple states, certified in various communication mediums such as fiber optics, near-field communications, low frequency to ultra-high frequencies, etc. He's a federal government fixer, and that is all I can say about that. With all the deplatforming, this blitzkrieg on social media, what's happening with President Trump and conservatives and basically anyone who's not a complete leftist, uh, because, of course, Kathy Griffin is back with her bloody head of Trump, and she still has a Twitter account, I wanted to talk about what's behind social media for in layman's terms and how we can move forward and get around it in a simple way that anyone who's low-tech like myself can understand. I want you to be able to understand simple concepts about Internet, ISP providers, and etc. So, obviously, this has been happening for a while and of course the Republican Party with all of their bluster and camera talk about it talking about it hasn't done squat okay why it's easy donors uh, President Trump puts rescission of section 230 in the NDAA and Congress override it because why a they probably want to get Trump off social media anyways also they don't like the fact that he doesn't want to start any more wars. And by the way, he's the only president in over 30 years not to start a new war. Because keep in mind this fact, the Uniparty loves war. And the Democrats, for all their talk against it, love it just as much as the Republicans. The only time they don't want war is when it's a Republican president. So know that, okay, Brian Williams, was so excited that uh, he almost needed a cigarette after he talked about the bombing in Syria. Remember, Obama started twice as many wars as Bush, but I digress. As you know, if you listen to the show, I've been talking about the need for a complete conservative marketplace. I actually talked about it last week with Antonio Sabato Jr. and his conservative movie, movie studio to include things beyond social media like banking, credit card processing, etc. And we're going to talk about some of that today. Uh, and as we see, I was way ahead of the curve on this because it's coming and now it's here. The president of the United States of America, the president of the most powerful country in the world, has been dropped from his long-term banks like Deutsche Bank because of a lie, which is that he instigated the Capitol protest. And why is it a lie? Because even communist news network CNN has confirmed it was planned long ago by the Transition Integrity Project, who themselves should be tried right now for treason, uh, and has nothing to do with Trump's President Trump's speech, where he talked about peacefully and patriotically going to the Capitol. But the never let a crisis go to waste, folks, took advantage and call for a rally on, of his call for a rally on Congress to activate their plan. Here's the truth. The impeachment is just a flex for Congress because they're scared that some of the angry we the people decided that they'd have had enough of the steal and other betrayal and marched into the people's house that they paid for. The left called their rioters expressing the language of the unheard, so that's what I say it is, okay? Trump supporters wanting to be heard, and they were. If them's the rules, them's the rules, as my guest Kurt Schlichter said. So when they get as upset and righteously indignant about the six months of looting, burning, beating, and sometimes murder that their supporters did to ordinary citizens last year, maybe I'll listen to them. But as for me, a few broken windows and nervous politicians who've been screwing over their constituents for decades doesn't faze me. Maybe they should do better by the people they're supposed to represent who pay for their salary. Just saying. So with all the deplatforming, I wanted to dig deeper into how the internet actually works, how platforms like Facebook and Twitter got so big, and how enterprising individuals can take advantage of the situation to create alternative options. As bad as this is, and it probably will be bad for a while since the Democrats are communists and will be cracking down wherever they can, even bubblehead 
uh, Comrade Cortez has been talking about reigning in the media. That sounds lovely. I think it may end up being a good thing because it will cause people to come up with alternatives and maybe even crush big tech, which is my hope. Elon Musk could do it himself. He's the new richest man in the world. Hopefully he will get involved. But also we the people can get off, can crush them by getting off their platforms. But we need alternative means of communication and commerce. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. So John, John Doe, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So in, explain in super general basic terms. Give us a crash course in terms like ISP and Internet provider. So your ISP is your Internet service provider. Those are the people that connect Internet to your house. Some people have Bright House, Frontier, Spectrum, etc. That's your ISP. Okay. Now, what can we do? And so a guy like Zuckerberg basically did this in his dorm room. That's when he created Facebook. Uh, which means that anybody who has knowledge of this stuff, like yourself, can do it, right? You could do, you could create Facebook if you wanted, or Twitter, or any other platform, because you know this information, right? Yes, there's a bunch of people that have done replicas of Facebook. They just haven't gone anywhere. Okay. Because of the popularity of Facebook. Okay. It was simple, and that's the whole thing. Parlor is not simple at all. Gab, I think, is much more simple. Facebook has a lot of coders that are working on Facebook actively, yeah. expanding Facebook and, and making sure that Facebook works. And there's a lot of years of experience in that team that's working on that code. Right, but the original thing, the original point is that two of the biggest platforms in the world are so super easy to use. I use Facebook platform, it's very direct, very streamlined, very simple, and Parler, which is the alternative that has now been taken off, we'll talk about servers in a minute because that was their problem, is not easy to use at all. And they don't even have any of the good gifts and everything. So obviously you have the original concept is super easy. Basic, basic, basic. I was in advertising. You have to make it as easy as possible. Mm -hmm. So what can we do to replace those oversized and overpowered media corporations that are dominated by the left? I don't know where the conservatives are on this, uh, that are not only censoring conservatives while also putting out false information themselves. So with Parler, uh, they were on the right track. They were doing the right thing. Um, obviously, the team wasn't as good as Facebook or... And it was new. Yeah, but they could have been just not trying to... Uh, directly take from Facebook's proprietary information. So they pretty much had to rewrite the wheel when they were creating their site, and that's the reason why it has a lot of bugs. So it could be that too. Either way, their, their first problem was going into it instead of hosting their own servers or going to a place that they knew would host their servers, uh, host their site, they went to Amazon. <laughs> so yeah. they went to Amazon Cloud, which which historically has never had any issues with anyone else. but. That's probably why they chose them, because they haven't shut anyone else down. So they, they chose Amazon, and that's Amazon said no. So that's that's why that's happening to Parler. And as far as them having to rewrite it, that's not true. They don't need to rewrite their stuff. They just need to put it into a different server. But it's not it's not that easy. Gab is much more easy to use, just in general, in terms of actually having a platform that works. But nonetheless, it is true is that well, it Parler, was an more popular. Yeah, well, yes, it's more popular. Well, because also, of marketing. Well, yes, but also one of the issues with that is that supposedly, and I think some of this is just, you know, whether it's deep state, whether it's competitor, they don't want to have any competition, is that they said that Gab was all this white supremacist stuff. I don't believe that, but even if they have it, you have, you know, take them off or whatever, but it's not rife mm -hmm. with white supremacy. I think it was part of the Twitter uh programming that for them to say that their competition was that. So it's automatically, that's all you have to say is white supremacy and automatically they're going to do it. But that's the thing. So the thing with Parlor, as you said, and that was the thing that Gap already had, is issue, uh, is access to servers, 
So when you have a situation like that, how do you have, what would you do? So if you need to have a server, how can you create a server um, and have a host farm? I mean, you could technically host your own website at your house, but the thing is you're, you're going through your internet speed, your upload speed from your ISP to, to host that server. So it's only going to be very limited. Yeah, very, very limited. Like how, how was it, 50 yard radius? Is it 100 yard radius? No, 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 not in distance. Once you're in the internet, you're in the internet. I'm okay. talking about bandwidth. So bandwidth is the amount of data you can pull at one time. Which, so so when, when the internet was starting up and they had the dial up and everything, it was super slow. Why? Because they didn't because have of bandwidth. bandwidth. Yes. Okay. And so telecoms, like the stuff, fiber optics, like you were doing, or like you do, is what they use to create greater bandwidth and greater bandwidth. Is that correct? Create a speed, uh, they create larger speeds. Right. But at the end of the day, it's all throttled through pro a processor somewhere. And a processor can only process so many ones and zeros. Okay. Everything gets converted to ones and zeros at the end of the day. So your ISP can only send out so much data to these houses for upload. You can only upload so much data to the internet because you got a bunch of houses being all throttled down into one small unit. It's like a funnel. Yes, yeah, it's yeah. all okay. being funneled. Okay. So you could you could technically host a site, but if you got a 50 megabit upload speed, you're not every time someone's downloading it, it's taking away from the upload speed right. because you're uploading your site as they're actively downloading your site. Right. So you can only have so many visitors before the site crashes. Right. So, so a company like Facebook, when they started Twitter, they were really the first ones to do it. So they and they crashed the Harvard servers. They did. Facebook did, yes. Oh, okay. Well, and that's the thing. So they started out, they were the, one of, they were the two first companies to do it, and they were the only ones that were doing it, had cornered the market, made a super simple, easy-to-use platform, and as they grew and grew and grew, they could afford to get bigger servers. That's the issue. They, it's all servers, right? Yeah, so they started using the hosting from the school. Right. They were using the, the school servers, right? They were and using their code, bandwidth. Right? So when they say learn to code, that's what it is, right? Uh, the coding is the actual like programming of the site. Okay, yeah. So go ahead about yeah. the band. So so they just they programmed a simple site. It was like face match or something like that, uh, picking through females, rating right. females. Right. That's and that that grew <laughs> in popularity. Network is the movie about that? Yeah, yeah, sure. That movie explains some of it. They kind of twist a few things to make it simpler to understand. But yeah, that's that's the gist of it, right? So they crashed the server because too many people were visiting the site and there wasn't enough upload speed. Right. That is, that is the problem that um, these other sites that are trying to come out right now to compete with Facebook are facing. They have to find a platform that can handle the amount of users that want to go to the site. And Amazon. this time, though, they have to find a platform that's willing to. Because yeah, Amazon because Amazon, Amazon was the one. That, right. that was the one to go to, you know, right. um, because they can handle the traffic. Right. There's, so, go ahead. There, there are sites that advertise unlimited bandwidth. But at the end of the day, the sites crash all the time. Right. Well, and the thing is, is that what's happening now, it's basically, it really is like, it's like the Dresden by the left of the conservative movement because what they don't, they just want to crush everybody. And also money, cash was everything around me, okay? It's all about money. So they don't want competition. They definitely don't want parlor because immediately after they deplatformed President Trump, Everybody went to Parler, and that's one of the reasons they crashed, but then they pulled it off the internet. So that's another problem. If you start something, can they pull Gab off the internet? Doesn't it go through the FCC auto automatically anyways? I, I don't know how, how Gab is hosted, but, I mean, technically, the only thing you would need to do is either get go to a server farm that's hosting sites that g gives you permission, you have a contract with them, 
that says they're not going to pull you off due to religious or whatever view, and you're, you're golden. Now, can that be can that be litigated under? I'm sure Amazon has clauses in their contract that says they can pull it at any time. Oh, see, that's the thing. But can it be litigated if it's discrimination? I'm sure it could be, but I'm, I'm telling you, Amazon has a better contract than Parler does, and, and much more lawyers, and that's the problem. I personally think that political speech ought to be covered under whatever the protections are for race, gender, class, or you know, disability, Dis- and everything like that. Yeah. But they're never going to do it. Why? Because a, the Republicans never did it. I don't, you know, they're kind of useless, and I've left the Republican Party. I'll be talking about that more later. But the Democrats are never going to do this because they're all embedded. Now it's like the biggest, like the old Yeah, they see things that are happening. They're seeing things that are happening that they like. They yeah, like the fact course. that Parler got taken down. Yeah, so why course. would they do anything to act against it? Of course, of course. So it benefits them on two fronts. One is that it benefits the companies that are on the left already because they're going to be in control. And it, and it benefits the politicians on the left because they're, in, they're symbiotic with them in terms of ideology. So... One of the things that's happening, uh, you know, Trump was, uh, President Trump was dropped from Deutsche Bank personally because, you know, obviously he was a businessman before he became president. What would it be, and and again, I really, I think that maybe Elon Musk is going to step in. As the world's richest man, he could start all of this stuff like like that, okay? Mm. But if you wanted to, and I hope this comes down, I think people are talking about stuff. If you wanted to start a bank, right? So if, if I'm a conservative and I want to start a bank, would it be a bank that I want to start or a credit union? Uh, I would say a credit union. And why? Uh, I've looked into credit unions uh, a few years back. Um, I believe it's 296000 is your minimum that you need to start a credit union. Okay, and do you need... Okay, so again, this is... The, the left is very top-down. They're very crushing from the federal government. They don't believe in states' rights, local rights, or anything. They believe in that. Can that, can you do you have to get permission to start a bank from you the do, federal government? You do have to government? get you do have to get federal permission, but they cannot discriminate against the purpose of your bank. Okay, so if I wanted to have conservative or credit you know, union, conservative credit union, they cannot. They can't discriminate. It's like oh, but won't they just litigate it? No, no, the fe- they're not going to mess with you like that. It's the big corporations you have to look out for. It's really not the federal government. There's certain players in the federal government that don't do their job and they discriminate against certain people. But honestly, going over their head solves the problem. Okay. And you can do that. It's absolutely. possible. Okay. Absolutely. So one of the things, you know, we're, we're gun enthusiasts, and that's definitely, I mean, they've been talking about it, is that the first, in my opinion, the first thing that they're going to do, they're going to start with the First Amendment, but they've always, they've already been doing that. This is part of the 1A stuff. They're definitely going after guns. And one of the ways that they do it, it's they don't do it directly, or they haven't done it directly. What they have to try to do is by flanking, which is tax, you know, they're going to have a tax on ammo. So, you know, which, by the way, if you're listening to this and you're a hate, you know, a Democrat hate listener, Democrat, poor Democrats are going to be hurt the worst. So poor uh, because you're not going to be able to afford the ammo. So you're really hurting your own people, but you don't care about that. But so you have a payment processing service that would go through the credit union, right? Yeah, absolutely. And that's that's one of the things that gun shops and online gun retailers have had a problem with. You cannot find credit card processing that is willing to work with you if you sell ammo or firearms. I have that issue. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, but you also, though, that's one of the other problems is in that I'm concerned about them doing this. You know, I know know someone who's still waiting, military retired colonel, waiting on their concealed carry permit like four months. And we even have DeSantis as the governor, but I think Freed is slow walking that. 
you know, here, that's one of the things that's going to be a problem, but it's it, just getting the permit. But as far as the payment processing service, say you, say you wanted to open up, you ended up getting, you know, the $300,000, you open your credit union, you started a payment processing. Don't you have to go through the federal government to process that payment anyways? No, no. You don't. There's no, there's for a gun for nothing. For nothing. So you could conceivably do it. You just have to make sure that the person that's getting the guns and or the ammo, it's, does it apply to ammo too? Or it might. No. See, they're going to probably make it apply to ammo so from the there, federal level. No, it doesn't. There's processors that are saying no ammo. There's some processors that just say no firearms. Okay. That's, that's company stuff. That's okay. nothing to do with the federal government. The federal government is not regulating this whatsoever. They're regulating background checks. Oh, okay. That's what that's what's being regulated. Credit card processing for firearms not being regulated. That's not a thing. They're doing background checks for the actual license itself. For You're the ability about, to have a gun. Yeah, the yeah. CCW is separate from the the ability to sell guns in store or online through credit card processing. Okay, so if you open the credit card you credit card uh, the credit union sorry and you want to have payment processing service at that credit union for manufacturers or providers for all the of anything gun to business. do with guns guns yes you could do that without any you can do that without any issues any and issues with the federal government there there are credit card processors now that are specifically marketing themselves because of all the issues right. just a little reminder about the sound quality uh, it's probably going to be off because of the way we had to record the show I can't think of one off the top of my head, but if you go to Wix.com, it's on one of their credit card processors. You'll scroll through and it'll say the high risk because that's what they'll call it, high risk. Right. Okay. So what is that? Now, what about insurance? That's another thing, right? So The NRA has tons of insurance options. Oh, okay. Yeah. So okay. if you're an NRA member, they have tons of insurance options that to do with uh, firearms. Oh, okay. Okay. So that's the thing. You know, That's obviously the crux of the situation I think that's going to come out is – we talk about states' rights and everything like that, but we we're not we're not as active in our in our um, flexing to our elected officials as the left is. They flex every single solitary second on every issue. We're going to have to do that. So in the meantime, in the short term, I think it's going to be like everybody's scrambling to try to figure out what to do. But you know, you're always going to have people trying to fill the vacuum, right? So if you have if you have an absence of payment card processes for this particular thing, you're going to have people do it. So the government power as far as state and local in this situation, the, the, the person that has even a reasonable or small amount of money, $300,000 or could cobble it together, can start that. I want to ask you something about, um, yeah, so they, they can actually do that, correct? Yes. Yeah. All right. So do you have any other things that you think that people need to know as far as this issue is concerned? Well, CCW, you definitely need to get a CCW before the federal government steps in and starts making their own federal CCW regulations. Now, there are some, but it's not like what it could be. They may start regulating to where you have to get a federal license before you can get a state license or you have to get a federal. You have to go through some sort of federal guideline that's way more stringent than the state guideline. And every state has their own laws with CCW. Uh, I believe Florida is... Very it, good. Yeah, very good, but you have to fire one round. And as far as the back, the backlog goes, uh, I think that's, that's due to the COVID understaffing. Yeah. Um, they're, they're pulling a lot of staff, especially in the federal government. They're pulling a lot of staff back. 
Um, and they're using COVID as an excuse, just like any other person that's going to use COVID as an excuse. Yeah. You want to spend time with your family? Well, yeah. let's say you have COVID and you yeah. got of course. you no, got two no, weeks yeah. off. Yeah, and paid. you're also getting paid. Yeah, yeah, you're getting paid by the taxpayers. Like Disney that workers. Not, that you're not gonna, I know. It's crazy. Well, and I went to, uh, I actually went there to do it, to even make an appointment, and it was going to like take three months to do it, so I ended up sending it in. I'm, I'm actually still waiting for my CCW as well. Um, but definitely, that's one of the goals of, uh, you know... Listen, let's just be real. Yeah, Yeah, but it's, let's just be real. It's, there, Biden is basically like weekend at Bernie's. Okay, he's like, it's, it's surprising he's actually alive. I mean, he may be a marionette and he's not actually talking, but someone is moving his mouth. It's not about him. It's about the people that are behind him. My opinion is that this is all Obama. This is Obama's third term and he is mad and angry at the American people for voting for the orange man. So, and he doesn't like guns. I pers- this is kind of an aside, but I personally believe that he, he understands that, the, great, that the, the reason that people were able to be conquered in the past is because of the gun, right? They would not, you're not gonna have the Maasai tribe in Africa conquered without the gun, okay? They spear lions on their feet, okay? So it's definitely, he has a resentment against that he has a resentment against the American people and these people are communists. So needless to say, that's the first thing that they're going to do. Freedom of speech and freedom of uh, the right to bear arms because they hate the Constitution. So definitely these are things you need to think about. But I, I kind of, even though I'm personally in a big, you know, low point about this whole situation, I definitely think that there will be enterprising people, smart people like yourself that, uh, you know, can come up with solutions for this. We're just going to have to unite and come together as freedom-loving patriots and get some of this done. So, John, I really want to thank you for explaining in very basic layman's terms for people to understand that are not with the tech. You know, they don't know so much about tech that they can understand some of the simple stuff and we can have a little bit of hope. You have hope about this? Uh, I do have hope. I got. There's a lot more that we could cover, but, yeah. I mean, we're, we're running out of time this show. I might do another one. For sure. We need to go over operating systems. It's something we didn't yes. go over. Microsoft, you know, getting rid of using Microsoft or Apple. And- well, very quickly on that front, I definitely want to get into it because I'm going to be. At, I will be discussing with John on a future show and personally about this creating a conservative operating system. Very, just explain in maybe three minutes, if you could, why it would be important to do that because you want to take out Microsoft and the advertising issue. So, yeah, you could start with just starting with a open source Linux-based system. Okay. And, and John then, is going to create this for me, and I'll talk to you more about it in the future. Go ahead. So, uh, you, can start, you can start with the system, uh, basic operating system, and then you can build on it. There's a bunch of different companies like Ubuntu and, and stuff like that that, that do this, Fedora. Um, but you can, you can start with the, the, the bones and build it into something that conservatives can easily use. So put in a word processor, put in, put in stuff that's not tied to Microsoft or any of those big companies whatsoever. So that when Which you go on your every computer, computer, every phone, everything has there's so many with, different ties yeah, yeah, yeah. with Microsoft. There's okay. so many different ties, all these different advertisers that are advertising to you. Right. So, I mean, if you're concerned with advertisers or people listening or whatever the case is, security or reasons. Or supporting Microsoft, you know. Yeah, or, or just supporting him in, in general. Games. Exactly. Yeah. Then, then the way to get away from it is start looking into Linux systems. So that's something that um, can be definitely built and start marketing towards a safer, um, you know, big corp free software that you can download and just completely get rid of Microsoft on your computer. Right. And like I said, we're going to be working on that. I'm going to be working with John and actually creating that. The reason you want to do that, though, okay, so the background, once Microsoft is in there, 
they can capture your data and advertise to you, right? Yes. That's what the issue is, right? Yes. So if you don't want, and this is all part of, listen, this is all part of getting off crushing big tech. The goal is to crush big tech. The bigger the, the government or the company, the smaller the individual. We believe in individual rights, limited government, limited, you know, small, the smaller the better for freedom's sake. Not only that, but these people can crush you. Okay, so once the Microsoft system is into the computer, they can get, um, they can get your data to advertise to you. Right? Yes. And so you don't want that. Okay. So that's one of the things, like I said, we're going to get more into this on a later date, but I definitely want to thank you so much, John, for coming on. I think, uh, you know, we're at an interesting time, but um, hopefully a hopeful time in terms of what can be done and getting back to states' rights and more individual freedom because it's all about freedom. So thanks again for coming on. And, uh, thanks for having me. Absolutely. So we will, you're listening to Brooke Talks America. I'm your host, Brooke Says, and we will be right back. More Brook Talks America coming up. It's official. The Grand Old Party is on a suicide mission. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards. On today's page from the Edwards Notebook, the great American philosopher Will Rogers once said, There wasn't a dime's worth of difference between the Republican and Democrat parties. Today, the Republican and Democrat Party are fully exposed as political leftist mirrors of one another. Since its inception, the Democrat Party has been the party of slavery, Jim Crow, bigotry, undermining our unalienable rights, and ruining American cities via draconian policies. The Republican Party was founded and commissioned to be the party of liberty, pro-American, pro-God, etc. But increasingly, the Republican Party has more recently become the party of ne'er-do-well cowards, and Chinese concubines like Mitch McConnell and Elaine Chao, who among many other fake conservative Republicans, have turned against President Trump and have joined the dishonest media minions who blamed Trump for the recent melee at the Capitol building where guards allowed some demonstrators in the building who were antifa-thugs pretending to be Trump supporters. Many Republicans are shameful pretenders, killing what was a great political party. I'm... Ron Edwards. Check out the RonEdwards.com. Ron Edwards, the new voice of America. Welcome back to Brook Talks America. Visit on Facebook. Search Brook Talks. And now your host, Brooke says. Wow. Welcome back to Brook Talks America. I'm your host, Brooke Says. That was an excellent Edwards Notebook, as always, by Ron Edwards. Uh, we'll talk about that a little bit more with Colonel Jim. The GOP is, in fact, on a suicide mission. It's kind of stupid, but whatever. This show is sponsored by 656 Electric. No job too big, no job too small. You get a $20 discount with the code BTA20 for listeners of the show. Um, it'll be $65 an hour rate for all listeners the number is 863-969-7790. They cover Tampa and the surrounding areas, and it is 100% veteran-owned. So here are the clips, right? Uh, talking about the censorship, the inevitable censorship. They've been craving for it. You know my opinion on the Capitol protests. 
They're peaceful protests. Isn't that what uh, Pelosi and them said? I played a bunch of clips about them talking about that, about their rioters and, and um, marauders and looters. These were peaceful protests. The people going to the people's house. That's how I look about it. Uh, okay, so this is Glenn, Glenn Greenwald on the censorship. So of the first 13 people arrested by the FBI in connection with the event at the Capitol, a total of zero were active users of Parler. The overwhelming amount of planning for that event, the overwhelming amount of advocacy for people to go there and to breach the Capitol was done on Facebook and on YouTube and on Twitter. And this is one of the ironies is that Google was one of the monopolies that wants to police our discourse and control our thinking and rule our politics that kicked Parler off of its app at exactly the time that Parler had gone to number one, the most downloaded app in the country, millions of Americans wanting to use it. Google said, we will not allow you on our, on our service because you have the role that you played in stimulating violence and extremism at the Capitol and elsewhere. And the reality is the service that Google owns, YouTube, played a much greater role in organizing and advocating for that event at the Capitol. If Google was really interested in disassociating itself from violence and extremism. They wouldn't disassociate themselves from Parler, but from YouTube. And you had Democratic politicians like AOC and others demanding that Google and Apple kick Parler off, using their power as officials in the party that's about to assume control of the government, and they, they then obeyed. But why weren't these Democratic officials demanding that Google and Apple kick Facebook and YouTube off of their platform since they played a much bigger role because they donate and pour huge amounts of money into the Democratic Party and are their allies? And that's what is so menacing here, not just the censorship from Silicon Valley, but the partnership they're in with the party that's about to take over the, the Congress and the White House. And not to be outdone, but the bubblehead from the Bronx, which is actually the whack job from Westchester, about what she thinks ought to be done to, quote, rein in the media. Several members of Congress in some of my discussions have brought up uh, media literacy because that is a part of what happened here. We're going to have to figure out how we reign in our media environment so that you can't just spew disinformation and misinformation. Because that doesn't sound completely communist, does it? Stalin would be proud. They have taught them well. Pompeo got rid of the Confucius centers, but it was a little bit too late after years and decades of indoctrination. This is Doper Dorsey talking about what he wants to do. We do intend to do a full retro, as I said in my note. It is going to take some time. Um, and then the, the other thing, just to just to close out a little bit, we you know we, we are focused on one account right now, but this is going to be much bigger than just one account, and it's going to go on for much longer than just this day, this week, the next few weeks. It's going to go on beyond the inauguration. We have to expect that. We have to be ready for that. So the focus is certainly on this account and um, how it ties to real-world violence, but also we need to think much longer term around how these dynamics play out over time. Um, I don't believe this is going away anytime soon. Um, the team has a lot of work and a lot of focus on this particular issue, but we also need to give them the space and the support to focus on the, the much bigger picture um, because it is it is not going away. Um, you know, the, the U.S. is extremely divided. 
our platform is uh, showing that uh, every single day. And our role is to protect the integrity of that conversation uh, and do what we can to make sure that no one is being harmed uh, based off that. And, and that is the focus and um, that is the, the color we want to provide. Now, notice he used the word color. That's not for melanin content. That is color. That is a word. It's part of communism, also known as the color revolution. Linwood, as crazy as he is, has been talking about this. Um, good news, though, both Twitter and Facebook combined have lost $51 billion. That's B with a a billion with a B in market share since they started the ban. Apparently the people have stopped, uh, spoken and dumped Twitter and Facebook. So what you should do is to call your investment advisor and tell them you do not want to do business and you want to take out all your investments on Twitter, Facebook, and Google. That's how you take America back. The reality is that we're going to have to vote with our dollars. Okay. We vote with our dollars and we leave these companies cancel Netflix. The Obamas run Netflix. Cancel them, okay? Our motto going forward is offense, not defense. I don't want to hear anybody crying. We're just going to go forward and take our money out of the system. We're going to talk about the conservative marketplace, which I have been talking about, and that's one of the things that we have to do. Um, so needless to say, after the planned riots from the left, one of the guys was arrested. They talked about impeachment because they've been just clamoring to impeach Trump on anything. It's Tuesday. Let's impeach him. But here's Ned Ryan talking about how impeachment is really stupid. And it is. Well, I would first point out that neither of the two impeachments had anything to do with facts. It's about power and who wields it. Uh, and it's retribution. I mean, it really is setting the bar and a warning to any outsider who dares to challenge the status quo, the administrative state, this broken system, the administrative state and the ruling class, and dares to actually stand up and say, hey, maybe this system isn't working for the American worker and American taxpayer. And, and the amazing part about some of this, too, is what a middle finger this was to the American working class and the American taxpayer. The one guy who has clearly stood up in the last four years and said, I'm actually going to champion your cause. Right. This is about supposed to be about the American people of by and for the people. I'm going to champion your cause. The ruling class, the, the establishment decides to go out and impeach him twice in 13 months. And the amazing part in all of this is you're talking about Kurt Schilling getting his insurance taken away. They, they, there's all this talk of unity. Right. There's the, the we're unify. We're going to union Democrats. Their definition of unity is you will submit. You will conform and you will conform to our radical ideology. Well, first of all, I think people like Liz Cheney and Mitch McConnell have overdosed on stupid pills. Uh, I think they've been overly influenced by the failed neocon ideology, especially with Liz Cheney. I think they're influenced by a donor class that loathes and despises Trump and, quite frankly, views the Trump voters with, with great disdain. Uh, there's no way that the Republican Party can be a strong party, a winning party, moving forward without the Trump base. And, and to do what they are doing today, not defending, but even more so alienating by dismissing them and not challenging the, this rhetoric that they're domestic terrorists, I think the Republican Party is going to find themselves in a very problematic place if they don't figure this out and figure it out very soon. For the 10 Republicans that went out and voted to impeach Trump, thank you for self-identifying and wanting to have primary challenges in 2022 because that's what you're going to get. And here's a great clip from uh, Louis Gohmert where he slams Pelosi on the abject hypocrisy of what they have been talking about. Here's a quote. I just don't even know why there aren't more up aren't uprisings all over the country, and maybe there will be. Or, sadly, the domestic enemies of our voting system and honoring our Constitution are right at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, 
with their allies in Congress of the United States. We were called enemies of the state. Those are all quotes from our speaker. Now, on our side, we didn't take those to be impeachable because we we didn't believe she surely meant that. But by the Democrats taking this action, you're telling me, no, when we say those, we actually mean to incite violence. That's what this action is saying. And of course, let's not forget Pelosi herself to talk about uprisings. I just don't even know why there aren't uprisings all over the country. Maybe there will be. So guess what, Nance? You got your wish, okay? Our people finally uprose. And, uh, you know, you know my position on it, okay? I don't have any qualms about it. If you're not outraged about your people doing what they did to ordinary citizens, not politicians who are supposed to be representing them, do better, okay? Do better, and maybe they won't be so upset. But your people did it to ordinary citizens that were just trying to take care of their family. Okay, so it's a big difference. You guys represent us and you do a terrible job. Anyways, that's my feeling. I don't really care if you agree. Anyways, to further divide the country, China Joe is going to allocate Corona. This guy shouldn't even be in there. Okay, it's so I just can't even believe this happened. I don't know how they were successful with this deal. It's sickening. Anyways, so to further divide the country, China Joe is going to allocate Corona relief by race because that's a really good idea, right? As if we aren't divided enough, thank you very much, Barack Obama. I don't care what anybody says, he started this. He knew it was work and he started it and it's just despicable. So I don't really know what happens to the country going forward. I know that on a temporary basis, it's gonna be probably a lot of pain. Um, you know, they're gonna be censoring, they're gonna be doing all this stuff, so. Gird your loins, people. Make your networks, your local networks. Get some cash. Uh, start doing your prep stuff. Honestly, I don't know what's going to happen. You're listening to Brook Talks America. I'm your host, Brooke Says, and we will be right back. More Brook Talks America coming up. Welcome back to Brooke Talks America with Brooke Says. Connect by Twitter at Talks America. Here's Brooke Says. And obviously after the peaceful protests, as I like to call them, in line with how the left talks about them in the uh, Capitol, they obviously have gone crazy and decided to impeach Trump, even though it had nothing to do with Trump's speech, because as Colonel Jim is going to get into, it was planned long in advance. But so, Jim, talk about that. What's, what's going on? Well, as we're all aware, several weeks before January 6th, the date of this event, President Trump announced that he wanted to do a rally on the Washington Wall to help uh, address the issues of the election and to, you know, kind of bolster the Republicans in Congress who were going to be having their discussions and their vote on the election that day. And so it was kind of a rally cry for, you know, free and fair elections and for the president. And, you know, over a million people went to Washington, D.C. to peacefully listen to President Trump's speech. That's what MAGA people do. They go and they listen to President Trump and they stay there and they listen and they don't leave because that's we all know exactly. from watching rallies around the country. That's what they do. While that was going on, 
the Antifa group and all of these other groups, there were several others that were involved, all anti-Trump, were there to cause disruptions and to breach the Capitol. And they had everything that they could possibly want there. I spoke to uh, infiltrators, specialized security people who inf infiltrated Antifa to get information on what's going on. And they had all sorts of, they had weapons stockpiled in the Capitol. They had, you know, all types of uh, devices used for climbing walls, getting over uh, fences, breaking through windows, everything was there in place, embedded. They had a special, they had a huge American flag, you know, one of these ones that you see at sports events that, uh, you know, they move it along over the crowd. They used one of those to hide hackers to get in, and they made it look like they were Trump supporters supporting yes, Their yes. tactics were very, very good. We've we've seen them before, and they're, they're the type of tactics we've seen in other countries. And they were you know, hell bent to go in there and cause disruptions in the Capitol. And they knew the votes were going to be going on. The debate was going to be going on. They wanted to disrupt that to cause it, to cause the Capitol to be evacuated. So, you know, this, and then the whole bottom line effort of it was to make it look like these were Trump supporter MAGA people who were doing it. And that was a total out and out lie. The media has been totally wrong on this. And now they're starting to see because some of the evidence is coming out. Uh, some of the FBI investigations and it have been leaked that have talked about that it was Antifa. The big question is, when did people like Nancy Pelosi, the mayor of Washington, D.C., and others know about it? Because they did, because they set in place the delay of National Guard troops to be brought in that President Trump had originally asked for, the stand down of the Capitol Police and the D.C. Police. All this lends itself to the fact that they knew about it and they let it happen. Yeah. And think about it. There's a there is a video out there. So that guy, John Sullivan, who they had him on CNN as this quote unquote journalist and they were lauding him. They got in there and him and some other uh, girl are on video saying we did it. We got in. And then she said, you're not recording this, are you? But there was a video of them pulling bats through like a box. It's like a service box that looks like a drop shoot in a in a high rise for the trash. They're pulling bats and stuff in there. So it was obviously obviously planned. And my opinion is that none of this happens without the full consent and approval of the Republican Party. What did happen there? The, the reason for the disruption is to divert attention from voter fraud and from actually hearing about the voter fraud, because the Republican Party doesn't want to have anything to do with hearing about that either because they want to get Trump gone. So in my opinion, they colluded uh, Mitch McConnell with Nancy Pelosi to make all this happen so that they wouldn't have to bring attention to the voter fraud and have any and give cover to the Republicans that wanted to vote against decertifying the Biden votes. You know, Loeffler flipped in an instant over that. Lindsey Graham with his theatrics flipped in an instant over it, too. They used it as cover to blame us and to blame Trump. Yeah, exactly. This was the establishment wing of the Republican Party that essentially did nothing, didn't say anything. They knew about it, or at least some of them did, particularly those in the leadership positions. And this is what resulted. And this was all done to put a mark on Trump on a phenomenal administration where he got so much done in four years, despite all the other things that he uh, went up against. The, the other thing with regard to this, the people need to pay attention to really closely is how they did this impeachment. You know, like others, I've labeled it the drive by impeachment. Yeah. They did it in two hours. They didn't have hearings. They didn't go through the process that is 
put forth in the rules on how to conduct impeachment. They did it the way it should have been done, even though it was, uh, you know, totally false, a, a fake one the first time. But that's how it should have been done, played out over a series of, you know, weeks. Uh, the first one was a lie. This one was a lie. But this was even worse because they allowed it to go through the way they did. And, you know, now we're going to see it go to the Senate, maybe. Uh, but it's all designed uh, to you know, put a black mark on President Trump's remarkable leadership and his administration. Well, and I just played a bunch of clips uh, talking about the censorship. So, again, the Republican Party is in on all of this. OK, they didn't do anything to censor big tech or to to um, re repeal 230, which puts limits on big tech and to be able to censor conservatives. So they're all in on it. OK, so. Basically, uh, the censorship that's happening, what happened? So the Capitol protests, the peaceful protests of the of the Trump supporters happened at the Capitol. That's what I, I'm going to call it. I don't care what anybody says. They happen immediately, the Republicans, as well as the Democrats. So, of course, the Democrats are going to blame Trump. But half of the Republicans start to blame Trump. They start going on and on without any information because that's how it happens. It's the Dresden Blitzkrieg, Right. Then they say, we're going to impeach him for inciting a riot insurrection. No information, no proof or anything. You know, the proof always comes and the truth always comes on page 19. So then half of the Republicans go in. And one of the things that uh, is, is exposed is that the like Liz Cheney is one of the people, right? All of the people that are against Trump are all of the warmongering neocons like Mittens, Willard, Liz Cheney and everything. So they vote for impeachment of Trump. So it's basically a show vote because nothing's probably going to actually happen. Right. But it shows that the Republican Party doesn't care about the, the Trump supporters, doesn't care about the base. They're doing all this censorship and they don't do anything to stop it. It's really disgusting. Yeah, absolutely. And we have put forth and this is the Republican Party of Florida saying, uh, we want Liz Cheney removed from her position as uh, a member of the chair of uh, one of the committees in the Congress. And that resolution is going forward. Um, my understanding is there are other resolutions similar that are coming from other states to in have her, her state, removed they did from that too, position. Yeah. Um, in fact, I'll say this. Congressman Matt Gates spoke this morning to us and he just excoriated her in front of mm -hmm. 250 people. And one of the people sitting in the audience when he did that was a, a person by the name of little Marco. Rude. Oh, and, don't even get me started on little Marco. He's and, done. And, He's but done. I mean, I have to applaud Matt Gates, who's yes. been a staunch supporter of president Trump. He just came out and, and went after the establishment Republicans for their behavior and what went on. And I mean, he was, he was really, really fired up. So, I was I was glad to see that Congressman Mike Walsh, also the first Green Beret to serve in Congress, was also really upset about this. And he talked about how he had lost so many guys from his unit in 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 these wars that were started for, you know, the funding the big uh, defense corporations and keeping yeah. them going. He was really livid about it multiple times where he was almost killed and talking about, you know, we've defended this flag. We expect every single American, whether you are, you know, in uniform or out of uniform, to defend this flag and support us. And so he was pretty hot. So the conservatives yeah, in the Jay party Tapper are very, went very. Brian Mast, <laughs> who lost yeah. both of his legs in the war. It's ridiculous.
Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, there's there are people, and I can tell you at the meeting that we had, there was a lot of contentious issues. There's a lot of anger, and there's a lot of finger pointing, but it seems the finger pointing is pointing in one direction at the Rhino establishment. Good. And we're going to talk about that in future you know, shows about how we're going to go against them, because I'm not with the Republican Party anymore. Um, I'm done with them. If they're going to be like this, why why be part of the Republican Party if they don't support you? They don't stand with you. They don't defend the Trump. This is the reality. If they don't defend Trump, they're not defending me. And that's what they don't understand. Anyways, one of the one of the the real issues. This is your position. The real issue of wanting them them wanting to impeach Trump is to have him lose his Secret Service protection. What do you think about that? Well, let me lay this out, and this is why I did a presentation uh, twice this week uh, before groups. Uh, When a person leaves office, he gets a benefits package that goes with it. First of it is the the $200,000 a year, you know, retirement bonus, whatever you want to call it. Okay, Donald Trump doesn't need that. He gets to get a presidential library built. Donald Trump can go build the most exquisite, phenomenal library on his own dime, so he doesn't need that. Donald Trump doesn't need the administrative uh, subsidy that he gets for to travel around and do speeches and send send letters out and all that kind of stuff. He doesn't need – he can do it on his own. He doesn't even need Secret Service support per se, because Donald Trump already has and will build the greatest security team to protect him and his family that any one could ever want. What he doesn't get, and this is, and nobody's talking about it, mm. I'm the only one talking about it, he doesn't get the intelligence package that that security team knows and needs to recognize where the threats are coming from. You can have the best team, but if you don't know where and when the threats are, are gonna come, you really are blinded. And they know that, the Democrats know that. Donald Trump blinded security-wise, and this is why that. Everything else they know, Donald Trump doesn't need any of the other stuff. He can do it on his own on his own dime, and we already know he likes to do things like But it's the intel, which is owned by the, the, the federal government, and everything that goes with it, the analysis that they now to protect him, and he's been the most threatened president com- with all the threats combined more than any other president in the history of the United States. They know that. That's yeah. why That's sick. they don't want him to have Secret Service protection. Yeah, that is sick. Unfortunately, we are out of time because the show goes by in a snap of a finger. You're listening to Brook Talks America. Thank you so much, Colonel Jim. And we will be back next week. Make sure you show up. You've been listening to Brooke Talks America with author, publisher, conservative advisor, and patriot, Brooke Says. Connect by email, info at brooktalksamerica.com. By Twitter, at Talks America. And listen next Saturday night for more Brooke Talks America on AM 860, The Answer.